Welcome to the Reject Rundown Podcast, everybody, and we are doing a Rejects in the Booth. Finally got my big man back on the studio, SG3. Say what's up to the peeps, big brother. What's going on, y'all? It's me, it's me, it's SG3, man. I miss every single one of you guys. I've just been going through some drama over here in my personal life. I'm just trying to find myself. You know, I lost myself like Carmen Sandiego lost herself, but I'm trying to come <laughs> back, trying to find myself little by little, man. I love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in every single week, man. All right, big boy. So, first of all, we got to get into the NFL playoffs because Saturday obviously started off with a doozy, okay? We had the Patriots and the Bills, and we had the Bengals yeah. and the – I think we also had the Bengals and the uh, – who, who the Bengals facing? The Raiders. Uh, the Raiders. So, Raiders lost that one. Bengals takes that one. Bills take over, obviously, in the second game. Smacked the heck out of the Patriots on Saturday night. Really That's bad. Yeah, 47. 47 to 17. That was one heck of a game. They were just going in on the Patriots. And it's like kind of when I smacked you in Halo. It's just, it just, just Something like that, bro. Like that years ago, but that's okay. No, no, no. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> then we also had yesterday, we had three games yesterday. We had the Eagles and the and the Buccaneers. Buccaneers take it 31 to 15. That was a heck of a good game. Kind of figured that Tom Brady was going to take that one still. Um, then we had. Then we had a controversial ending to the big game That's at not, night. I don't know. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> That's not controversial at all. Controversy is the fact that your quarterback decided to do a quarterback draw with 14 seconds at all timeouts. I uh, totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. 49ers, 23-17 against the, the Cowboys. And let's be all okay. Let's discuss that a little bit before we get into your Chiefs and Steelers, okay? So, By the way, did you see the picture I sent your brother? That was all for you, baby. Yeah. Oh, the picture of you in my home jersey. I knew that was good. That's good juju on you. We wear that. I'm not. I'm okay with that. I'm not wearing that bad boy. <laughs> um, we had a big. We had a big thing that you guys were just actually was just talking about right now. So at the end of the game, I think there was what 32 seconds left or 15 seconds left. There was 38 oh. seconds. There was 38 seconds left. Cowboys had the ball. They were doing. Dude, they were doing great. Pat. They were doing. They were doing. What they were supposed to do. Little yeah. short routes because if you look at it, they were preventing. They're doing little short routes, getting yep. out of bounds to help them just basically go forward on the next, on the next um to the next yards. Exactly. They still had enough time for another play to throw on the side or at least dump, like dive the ball and dead it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But for some yeah. reason, some reason Dak Prescott decides to go up the middle, run and slide. Now, in the midst of this, his slide, he decides to down the ball himself instead of giving it to the ref like you're technically supposed to. All right, this Cowboys is Cowboys this Cowboys. is actual football. This is actual football textbook play. This is an every game down play. You're supposed to give the ball to the ref so the ref can then down it in order for you to spike the ball or do what the hell ever you want to do in order to stop the clock. So wait, minute, hold on, wait. Before we continue, uh-huh. to, all, to all the Cowboy fans out there, if y'all didn't understand it, y'all could have watched the Nickelodeon version of the game. Nickelodeon would have explained to you what happened. Mm-hmm. So, Exactly. Now, so in the midst of that, right there in the last three seconds, why is it that Chicago boys, Chicago boys, <laughs> the Cowboys, I'm oh. so mad at Chicago. I'm so mad at Chicago. I feel like this is the bad juju cover for them too as well. Oh, my Lord. Oh. Okay. Oh, wow. As the Why is, again. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> Why is it that the Chicago, the, you know, it's obvious. I'm gonna do it again. Why is it that the Cowboys themselves decide to put up a wall? Their offensive linemen decided to stand right there, put their backs towards the ref, and block that guy from coming in and letting him spike the ball. If you really pause the gameplay, could clearly see that your offensive line was blocking your the ref. Like, you're supposed to block the defense, not the ref, the defense. So that's why the ref had to bull guard himself and push the guys out the way in order to grab the ball and down the ball, right? So by them doing that, thus causes the gameplay and the time clock to end. And for everyone was like, oh, my God, what the hell's happening? What are they doing? Oh, that was the ref's fault. You know, all this baloney, especially on TV, and then all of a sudden, end of game. So they just finished it that way. So, SG3, was 
the ref at fault in this case? No, the ref was not at fault. Because at this point, there's three different factors here that, that factor into all of this that mm-hmm. caused the Cowboys to lose. Firstly, why did you go down 23-7 to in, in the full game? Why? True. Secondly, why was Davis playing hero ball the whole game? Why did everyone want to be the hero? Like, if you look at it, no one played their, no one played their game. No one played a team game. Everyone wanted to be a hero. Everyone wanted True. to do something in order to do, like, in order to be great. Uh, there was a lot of people who gave up. Trayvon Diggs actually gave up twice. For, for everyone who sat there saying, this man has 11 interceptions. Yeah, but also the same man that had 11 interceptions would also get burned. He got burned by AJ Green. Y'all don't believe me? There's a whole bunch of pictures of it uh, on social media, even on, uh, even on Google. It's number one. Number two. Why did they become a pass-happy team when the whole season they've been run? They've been from the backfield first. You have literally the best one-two punch combination in the whole NFL. And this is considering that the Cleveland Browns have both Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And yet, I still give Dallas the the up the up uh, the upper hand on this one. And yet, they became a pass-happy team. Why? What were you trying to prove? Were you trying to prove the fact that that's, that Dak Prescott deserved an MVP? No. You know what? At this point, just shut up and just play football the way you should have been playing the whole damn game. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like, honestly, man, that, that was the thing that that was the thing that just surprised me. I was like, wow, really? Like, you guys have basically the best one-two combo. And if you look at it, when they were running, San Francisco didn't have an answer for him. Makes sense. That does make sense because once they did the outside route, who was stopping them? That's the case. That's a big case. If you look at it, when they finally scored that first touchdown, what what did they do? If you look at that's when San Francisco finally came in, Amari Cooper got open open to the right. Literally wide open. Correct. So, again, why change the game plan? Right. And let's, hear, let's look at the stats here, you guys. For that game itself of what SG3 is talking about, Ezekiel Elliott had 12 carries for 31 yards, averaging a 2.6 throughout the whole game. Really? Should have been more. Should have been more. I agree. Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard was also given get, – normally gets a big chunk of the bulk of the carries is what you were talking about. Had only four carries, 14 yards, averaging 3.5. That's actually not a good – bat. that's not a good stat. That's a pretty good stat. But, again, SG3 is correct. They should have got more. Hold on, wait. Hold on. I'm sorry to do this to you, brother. I know we're live and everything, but let me ask you a question. He said it's uh, not a good stat, but that's a pretty good stat. I need you no, to make no. up your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my bad. That is a pretty good stat. That is a pretty good stat because when you average 3.5 yards right there, you could say that could be pushed four yards, right, at times, you know, depending on the game, depending on the ball. So if you got four yards there, let's say you run again, you got another four yards. That's eight yards right there before the first down. You only had two more yards left over. Do you think Ezekiel. you could play? You could definitely use that for Ezekiel. You're correct. So it's like, why weren't you not being smart on the sense of how you're doing your gameplay? I agree. I totally agree with you on that. They should have ran the ball more. You sons of guns. Mike, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> That's yeah. why I blame Mike McCarthy. And it's not the quarterback on the San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo only had 12, no, 16 completions out of 25 attempts, 172 yards, no touchdowns. Okay, you got that, guys? No touchdowns from this guy whatsoever. One interception. How many times did they run the ball, though? Give me that stat. (laughs) And there you go. They're rushing 27 carries for Ellie Mitchell. Eli Mitchell, sorry. Eli Mitchell ran the ball 27 times. For Rookie. 96 yards, 3.6 average. Rookie. And then we got Debo. Debo yeah, Sammy. Man. That boy was, he was on the beast boat. 10 carries. Only 10 carries for 72 yards, averaging 7.2. And both of those running backs had touchdowns. Because Debo technically wide receiver, but he plays both positions. But not the point of conversation. So. Yeah. That's fine. And then the, the correct there. Look, Debo Samuel, three receptions, 38 yards, 12, averaging 12.7 yards. One throw two. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Nice. That just goes to show, def- you're right, Cowboys defense did not show up. The, they did not do the running play. They did not what they're supposed to do. Uh, basically, the textbook of what made them to this point, you failed. 
Mm-hmm. You failed. You failed, Cowboy fans. The big hiccup is coming from you. You cannot cannot sit there and give us a baloney stat and tell us about the whole ref and you know it was his fault or some baloney so, like look, that. You know what? You know what? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You yeah. know what? I'll 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 be on their side. Let me be a devil's advocate here. All right. You know what I mean? I like to play a devil's advocate here. Okay. All right. Cool. I gave him the fact that you know what that that did what he had to do. Ref got in the way. Cool. My question though is. The man already had a first down. The man was probably about the 25-yard line. Why didn't he just go out of bounds? True. Why didn't he? I mean, the, he already had the first down. Right. Go out of the bounds. Team, the, you it was open. You yourself up for another play. You yep. shut yourself up for another play. You could even bring in Pollard at that point to get yourself another speedy receiver. Mm-hmm. Basically, get your speedy guys in there. Get your Mari Cooper. Get your CD Lab. Get, get your Tony Pollard. Get Zeke in the back in order to block. And yes. then believe me, you got yourself an opportunity for a Hail Mary. Right. Why didn't you run that out of bounds? It made no sense at all. Make no sense at all. 14 seconds and no timeouts. That's all I'm going to keep saying to you. That was ridiculous. It was it was a really weird ending. Just weird ending. And I, I, I could sit there and say, you know, it could be just the curse of the Cowboys and always in the last, what, 10 years it's been in the playoffs. 11. It, this is the 11th 11. time that they go to the playoffs and they don't make the NFC division around. Wow. Not even close. Poor guys. Or I think even the yeah. NFC championship. It was one of the two. It's either the divisional or the NFC championship. This is the, this is the 11th time. Bad juju, guys. Bad juju. Bad Some juju. missing out there. <laughs> Bad right. juju. I think, well, I think was, Cowboy fans, I think yeah. if you guys were to stop saying every single year before the season even starts, this is our year, maybe the juju would be good for you for once. Just saying. Maybe. Agree. Yeah, maybe. I agree with that. I go with that. Because every year they're like, this is our year. We're going to go. We got Dak. We got Ezekiel. Right. They're all back. I'm going to tell you one thing right now, man. I'm going to tell you one thing right now. Based on talent, they have it. I'm not going to deny it. Why am I going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, the Cowboys don't have it? No, no, no. The Cowboys have the talent to go to the Super Bowl. They literally do. However, it's due to bad coaching. It's due to bad time management. A lot of the games that they lost, if you think about it, they, I mean, a lot of the games that they lost, they didn't lose by much, but they lost, like, in a lot of questionable calls. Like, Why? Agreed. And also, too, uh, SG3, to kind of chime in on this, we haven't discussed this at all. I think, was it over 20 penalties that Chicago, that, uh, I keep saying fucking Chicago, I'm sorry, that <laughs> Dallas Cowboys had last night? To over 20 penalties. That's why I And a big, and big key moments. Yeah, big key moments. Like, why are you putting your fake hands in the guy's face? Stop it. Jesus, tribes deep in Especially with how wrong. much time. If you think yeah. about it, how many times have they not stopped him before? I don't know. This, I, it was think ridiculous. Think about how many times they stopped him before they punted at the end. Think about yeah. that, how many times they got stopped. It's ridiculous. The defense is solid. It was right there. There was like, what, three or four times, especially in the last in the fourth quarter itself, where, where 49ers got three and out, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it was the fourth down. They're going to do something else. No, on the third play, on the third down, when Second, they're about third, to... first, doesn't matter. They just got a penalty. <laughs> it's like right when they were about to make the big key stop, they did so in order to, you know, move the ball back over to the Cowboys for 49ers to punt the ball. But for some reason, there's a flag. Oh, hands on the face. Defensive holding. What the hell, you guys? Like, come on. Get with the program here. I never heard. I never seen defensive holding on alignment. That was the greatest thing ever. That is what was. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. I was like, what is that? Like, come on, man. That's ridiculous. You see, that right there, I agree with you yesterday with the whole, you know, the coaching standpoint. It's like you, at that point, if you knew your team was making these type of mistakes, you put them back there and say, stop making the mistakes. Everybody, we've been here before. We played an NFL game before. Stop acting like you don't know the rules. Just get the ball, stop them, don't mess up, don't cause a mistake, and let it go. Give no, us an they, opportunity. <laughs> yeah, we missed a lot of opportunities and not capitalize. But I agree with you on the sense of issue three. Earlier in the game, why is it that they were trying to play catch up? 
why isn't it that they weren't, you know, at a good standpoint to be not in this case scenario where they had to sit there and go balls out at the end. Um, but, you know, again, I think it's just the general, you know, I guess ideology of Cowboys and why they're who they are and why they're notorious for these type of controversies just keep happening, happening on their team. So crazy, very crazy, man. All right, moving along to Sunday night football, where we got to see possibly the last possibly. NFL, possibly the last NFL game Ben Roethlisberger has played ever. We'll see. Twenty-one to forty-two, Chiefs beat him. Looked like it was it was a smack smack around. Kind of knew that. Let's put it this way: I, I kind of figured Steelers was going to lose that game. No, no, honestly. There's no on, way competition-wise. No, no way. Let, let me ask you something. Uh-huh. At this point, I mean, at this point, we could just talk about just what happened in the first quarter where everyone thought maybe the Steelers have an opportunity and then Kansas City did what they do best, turn it on. Um, but let's look at this. Someone, I, I, I was looking at something today, and if you look at the score between both teams, what was it, 31 to 15 and then 41 to 21? So if you have the numbers there, 41 plus 31, that's 272 to 21, 15, 31 to 36. 72 to 36 between the second and seventh seed. Should the NFL go back to just six teams in the playoffs? No. Why? I don't know. I like this. It makes it more competitive. Yeah, but at the same uh, – competitive for what? <laughs> <laughs> For what? <laughs> it just makes it more exciting in the sense of let's put it this way. I like I like the idea that the K put out there when it did all this because it just I guess you could say for certain cities. All right, I look at it as it, how many certain, points did the Bears make last season when they were the seventh seed? I don't know. Well, like two. Let's go back to they made nine <laughs> points that season. <laughs> As a seventh seed, and this is Chicago Bears. This is our team, and it's uh-huh. season at fifteen and and twenty one. Come on, <laughs> please don't do this. <laughs> He's like, come on. <laughs> well, I don't know. Okay, so I guess you could say in the first quarter when you were talking about that first quarter zero zero. They didn't, you know, they figured. I guess you like you said, you figure that okay zero zero. This was going to look like a good defensive game for Steelers to stop the Chiefs, right? And, and then, then the Steelers uh, in the second half get that fumble. There you go. So now, now Excuse me, second Steelers, quarter, get that fumble. Right, second quarter, get that fumble. Then all of a sudden, the Chiefs blow it up. The Chiefs blow up the scoreboard, 21-7. to Somehow, yep. Steelers got a touchdown from what? Ben Roethlisberger? A pass play, possibly? Nah, no, 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 no. The touchdown get- came from a, fum- from a fumble uh-huh. uh, with the Chiefs. Gotcha. And then... Basically, it reminded me of that Miko Hardman uh, with a Miko Hardman uh, play last season where mm-hmm. he muffed the punt. And then Kansas God. City goes up to him, don't worry, buddy. You're going to be good. And they literally just did what Kansas City does and just turns it on. Mm. Got yeah. you. Okay. That makes sense. All right. So then it happened. 20, 21 to 7 there. Then, in addition, the third quarter, they add on to that 21, added another two touchdowns in the third quarter. Steelers come with one, which that's not going to be good enough. Then in the fourth quarter, oh. again, another one. and But, again, Chiefs add on another touchdown in the fourth quarter. So, it's like, come on. You know, yes, and, you know, I don't know. I'm, it's, I just knew that this was going to happen between the Steelers. So let's be honest. If it was a different team besides that in the playoffs going against the Chiefs, which is who are the Chiefs facing next round? Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. Now, that case scenario, without this whole, you know, you know, second seed, first seed, whatever case we were talking about, wouldn't isn't the justification onto the second round for that? Because wouldn't we have not seen the Bills versus Chiefs until maybe a possible division playoff? Okay, cool. I get. Oh, so, hold on, wait. If we so right now, hold on, wait. Oh, you know what? Let's do this. Let's go ahead and do this. You really want to do this? Maybe we'll do this. So, no. You know why? Because let's put it, if you would have just kept the first six seeds, which was Tennessee, Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Las Vegas, New England, right? 
That's your six seeds. You're not even carrying like the old way that they had it before. So those six seeds right there, Cincinnati, goes to Tennessee. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Cincinnati goes to Tennessee and KC Buffalo in the second round. Yep. Yeah. So it's like it, – it, I guess you have – you have your – you have, you're going to have these type of games like this case scenario where it's the Steelers and the Chiefs where you know it's an automatic. But I mean, no, look, 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 look. I, I get your point. I really get your point. But since the NFL implemented the seventh seed, there have been no close games for the seventh seed. Look at True. last season. True. Chicago last season got blown out. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy Graham scored a touchdown on them right now because he's like, we ain't going to kick a field goal. It's over. <laughs> right. Very true. That's true, though. But uh, go ahead. Yeah, and I was going to say the only other team that got blown out this weekend was an, as a sixth seed was the Patriots, and yeah. that's because Buffalo just played. Per- Buffalo played. Buffalo said, "We're going to do to you guys what you've been doing us for twenty years, and we're going to just run it." <laughs> they they let go of twenty years of anger, aggression, yep. aggression, just you can think of. They let it go in that game. No, yeah, I agreed, and I feel like I feel like it also had to do with a lot of you know the Buffalo Bills knowing that th- this time the Patriots, yes, they are in the playoffs, but they don't have a Tom Brady. They don't have that key factor for them to that may have been the issue of them losing over these past, like you said, twenty years or so. So it's like, come on, come on now, and then Josh Allen, that boy beast mode on that game. I mean, five touchdowns alone on himself for th- three hundred eight yards. On 25 attempts and completed 21. He turned on the juice. That's a that was a beast mode for that guy. Only four missed passes. Four missed passes. That is crazy. Passes? All right, cool. We're talking about passes, guys. Passes. <laughs> that is crazy. We're not talking about passes. We're talking about passes. Passes. Passes, man. I gotta make up my own languages. Mac Jones got I'm, Mac, I'm proud of Mac, Mac Jones lost two interceptions over two TDs, thirty-eight attempts, tw- twenty-four completions, two hundred thirty-two. Wow! Let me ask That's, you: Did you watch the game? Nah, we were we had it on. I was like, "What? We're looking at it here and there." All I kept seeing, let's put it this way: All I kept seeing was touchdown Buffalo, touchdown Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I didn't see nothing else. I kept looking up, and all I see is touchdown Buffalo. I'm like, what is happening with the Patriots? They're going, they're just losing. They look cold. Dude. They, they look, they look like they're shivering in their boots. Otherwise, at this point, right, that that game, they look crazy. Dude, I'm gonna tell you one thing right now. Look at Buffalo's defense. Mm-hmm. Man, that whole team played like a well-oiled machine. They played like just probably. The top of the line that you could imagine a playoff team, dude. That should be the way a Super Bowl team plays. Got you. Literally, like watch the highlights. Mm-hmm. That man had no no interceptions, no fumbles, no punts. First team to ever do it. That's good. That is good. Team to ever do it in NFL history. That should tell you one thing right there. They played. Not bad, not bad. So then we got to later tonight. We have the Cardinals and the Rams, and Cardinals are at LA Rams today. Who do you think will be taking that game? Depends what team shows up. Okay, that's what I can say. Depends what team shows up because the Rams do. They have they have the capacity to show up. And when they show up, dude, who's going to stop them? They are they stacked, stacked in talent. But then Agreed. they decide to, like, turn off the juice. I don't know what, I don't know what McVay tells his guys. I don't know what happened. But the guys turn off the juice, and they forget who they are. And they literally just – they seem lost. No, yeah, Arizona, same thing, man. Arizona, for some – dude, they were looking like Super Bowl contenders from, from week one all the way to, like, week six, week seven, week eight. Right. And after that, just – they barely, I, I feel like they barely made it by the skin of their teeth. I think so, Honestly, too. Honestly, man, it was just, it, it, it was, was one of those, like, it depends who shows up. If the Arizona yeah. from weeks one through eight shows up, cool, I'll take that team. If if the if the Rams show up when they went also 6-0, mm-hmm. that team may actually win. 
So okay. I don't know. I can't sit here and tell you who I got. And for me, it's whoever shows up. I got you. Now, in this case scenario, would J.J. Watt, not J- yeah, J.J. Watt, would he be a key factor into the Cardinals possibly winning? Do you think he's he'll Absolutely. be a key factor? Okay. Both, both him and Aaron Donald. And you know what? If this man can finally pick up the pace and remember the fact that he is a defensive lineman, Von Miller, different conversation. Oh, that's true. He plays with the Rams, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. We shall see then. The big key players to look for is, T- is I don't want to say TJ, JJ Watt, Aaron Donald, and the Von Miller, like you said. So big, big defensive players to show up, and they got to sh- show up tonight at 715 today. So hopefully you guys tuned in for that. Also, we got next week's games coming up. Uh, we'll discuss a little bit there. We'll get your ideas coming in for this one. So you got the Bengals, the Titans, Saturday at 3.30. Then you also have Niners and the Packers Saturday at 7.15. So Saturday night game between the Fort Niners and the Packers. Then you also have to be determined, which I'm assuming is the game that's going to be played tonight on who's facing the yep. Buccaneers on Sunday at 2 p.m. So we shall see there. And then, like you said a little bit ago, Bills and the Chiefs Sunday night at 5.30, you guys. So that will be a game to see. Both days, the night games are must-to-watch. All right? Dude, Saturday's games are much-to-watch. Both? Yeah, well, Both yeah, yeah. I agree, I agree. I agree with you there. But look at the big games between the Bills and the Chiefs. I mean, we got to see who wins that one. And the Niners and the Packers, everyone's talking about MVP, you know, two-time, you know, Aaron Rodgers, whatever. And then now the Niners got all the hype going in and stuff like that from the last game. So it's going to be interesting. By the way, I think Rodgers is 0-3 against San Francisco. In the playoffs, I think Rodgers is 0-3. Oh, that's not a good stat to have here, Rogers. Not a good stat to have, man. That's already a bad juju going up in the game, bro. I don't know if you want to be quarterback this game. <laughs> All right. So we'll, we'll take a look at that, and we'll discuss that a little more with you, uh, SG3. But good talk Dude, on that. For me, me, for the game of the week, I'll tell you one thing right now. It's uh-huh. not even Bills and Chiefs. Me, the game of the week is Bengals-Titans. You think so? Man, if the rumors are true, because I've been hearing, I've been hearing words around the grapevine uh-huh. that Derrick Henry is practicing. Derrick Henry should play either this round if they make him. Ooh, very. Derrick Henry was act. Derrick Henry did get activated week seventeen before the playoffs started, but did not play. But they're saying that he has been practicing, and they're expect and Mark and Vrabel, the Titans head coach, said himself, "I yeah. expect him." to play in the, in the playoffs. Wow. Okay. That would be a great addition. Don't want to stop that guy. That dude's an unstoppable force. I really wished when he was going into free agency that Chicago would have picked him up. But, you know, in that case scenario, you know, Titans had the first dibs, of course. And, you know, Henry accepted the deal. So that's good for them. But that would have been a good – that would have been a good key addition, I think, in this case. Just the valuable how he is for a running back. It's just crazy. Just crazy. So, I like it. I like it. All right, SG3. Now, speaking of, you know, MVP voting and all that stuff like that, just recently we talked what well, we posted up on, on the Reject Rundown. Aaron Rodgers won his fourth MVP, second consecutive. What do you think about that? Bull. It's great. <laughs> I'm sorry for everybody out there as a Rodgers fan. And believe me, I wish that man wore number 12. It's bears colors, but nah, man. That 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 whole voting is rigged. And you know what? Everyone's like, oh yeah, look at all these problems on the field. Man, I can tur- I can seriously right now name you at least five players who had a better season than Aaron Rodgers did. And don't get me wrong, I'm not taking anything away from Rodgers. Rodgers did fantastic. But let's talk about Ryan Tannehill carrying a, a Kansas uh, excuse me, Tennessee Titans team with no running game. Can we talk about that one? That's true. That's also, good. Good point. Don't forget, he didn't have his wide receiver. A.J. Brown barely came back, what, week 14, week 13, something like that, he came back? Mm-hmm. So, Hill basically carried that team as well, with along with a little bit of pickup that they did, they got from the little bit of running game that they got, because it wasn't Derrick, Derrick Henry caliber. But you know what, though, let's not worry about that one. Let's also, let's not, look at what T.J. Watt did. Look at what, in 15 games, he got, he got the single-season sack leader. In 15 games, by the way, he didn't play full 17, he played 15 games 
But yeah, we're going to ignore that stat. Darius Slay, three touchdowns, three interceptions, and literally no one batted an eye because he literally put you on the Rebus Island. If you think about that, three touchdowns. So that should tell you exactly how many completions actually came his way. I'll even give it to this guy, even though I just said the fact that he was getting torched by A.J. Green. Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs, 11 interceptions, most of, uh, most of any rookie right now, almost in the league. We're not going to talk about that one either. Let's also talk about uh, Justin Jefferson. Let's talk about Justin Jefferson for a quick second. Single-handedly holds the record right now for back-to-back seasons of 1,000 yards in his first and second season out of any NFL player. He stands alone at the top of the mountain. But yeah, we're not going to talk about that one, right? And last but not least, let's go ahead and talk about Jonathan Taylor. How many, how many yards did that man run for? And you know what? I'll even add the name Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry almost had 1,000 yards. Heck, he was even a top 10 running back. He's been out since, what, week six, week seven, week eight, something like that he's been out? He's still a top 10 running back. But yeah, we're going to give it to Aaron Rodgers. Okay, cool. Very good insight. Very good insight. Now, you know me. I'm not... You guys, I'm not into this whole stats and stuff like that, like SG3 is. See, that's why he's he's a key part of our podcast and our and our business, man. It's our sports guy. But I would I would have to agree on the sense of why I guess my, my question would be is why him again? And asking the leaderboards and who does these MVP votings and stuff like that, why him again? What is the standard in in that case? For him to win this this second time around, with SU three naming all these you know NFL players and the stats that come with that, and the big key things that you would think be the reason why that they would win it, and giving them that background, but yet they don't win it and they hand it off to Aaron Rodgers again. If he was already. I I don't know. If he was already having a winning record with the team as it is, what was he doing that was so phenomenal that made him stand out than the rest? I really didn't hear anything too much about the guy throughout the whole season. Tom Brady did better stats than him. Really? Tom Brady has better stats than him. I think, honestly, the only thing that Rodgers beats him on, one or two stats, but everything else is Brady. Okay. So it's a very interesting question to ask you guys. And SG3, I appreciate you putting it out there. Now, what do you really, what is your conspiracy theory, we would say, that would chime in onto this MVP winning for Aaron Rodgers? Well, firstly, I think it's kind of like the league kind of trying to kiss his butt, saying, oh, dude, we're sorry we blew you up for looking like the bad guy when you didn't, where you were telling everyone. I'm vaccinated, I'm vaccinated. Then you test a positive and it comes out, yeah, no, I'm not vaccinated. So, because we, we basically threw your name under the bus, this is our way to say we're sorry. But also, though, I did call this and I said to a lot of people, one year they're going to have Kansas City versus Green Bay Packers in the, in the Super Bowl. Don't be surprised if this is the year, but I feel that it's just – it's too much drama. Last season, there was too much drama with 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 uh, with, the, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and with Tom Brady. Oh, Tom Brady's leaving. Oh, Tom Brady should retire. Oh, Tom Brady this. Oh, Tom Brady that. Y'all don't believe me? Why is it the fact that they struggled for basically all the way to their bye week, and then after the bye week, all the flags started coming out in Brady's favor? And then basically, miraculously, the team that was struggling so much comes out and does everything miraculously that they were supposed to do, just do it right. Really, one week was was the thing that changed everything. One week, right? Like I said, I don't. I didn't, last season on paper, I didn't see them. I saw them going to the Super Bowl this year. I will admit, I saw them going to the Super Bowl this year, not mm-hmm. last year. Don't believe me? There's a play against Alan Lazard that was an interception against against Rogers that technically should have been called for a holding and for a defensive holding and a defensive pass interference. But we're not going to look at that. We're going to look at the fact that it was an interception. If you don't believe me, um. The guy that was guarding Alan Lazard actually had his hand in Lazard's shoulder pad and was actually pulling him down as the interception was coming. Ridiculous. Oh. Man, it's good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's good to have you back, brother. I appreciate that. You see, guys, this is where the passion comes into, and this is why we miss that sheet three. Big key point into the team, man. But I agree. I don't I guess I see your point in that case. Um, that you're making right here now with the whole Aaron Rodgers and the conspiracy thing. I actually don't see it as a conspiracy. But I also, I like these theories because it makes sense once you explain it. This does make sense because, yes, throughout the whole year, this whole vaccinated, non-vaccinated stuff was happening with a lot of NFL players. But the big name that was really attached to it the most was Aaron Rodgers. We didn't have an issue with Tom Brady. We didn't have an issue with... Let's say a cow like Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. His name carries weight over there. We didn't have an issue any any other team, or well, you know, we had our issue with Antonio Brown, but that's his own personal baloney stuff. But again, his name doesn't carry that much weight like it would in Aaron Rodgers. So, with that being said, there's a lot of stuff happening to Aaron Rodgers that really made him look bad in the media. So, for an NFL. Let's give let's give our big guy of the NFL, you know, a pat on the back, an apology, and just you know, a gift for him to say I'm sorry, and reward him with the MVP voting, even though he technically didn't have the play to back it up. Am I right? Shoot, you know what? Look, I'll give you another couple of names: Cooper Cup, Joe Burrow, um, Jonathan Taylor. Again, I'll say his name. Yep. Josh Allen. Are you gonna forget about yeah. him? Yeah. Yeah. So again, though, we're going to forget all about that. It's ridiculous. doesn't make no sense to me. I don't like it because it just, again, you know, you're correct. It just throws bad shade to the NFL, and it kind of ruins up the whole case. All right. All right, good thing. Good thing, SG3. Moving along, we got some personal Chicago Bears discussion. Real quick, because there's been a lot, a lot of media talk with Bears asking permission to re-interview this person. Bears asking interview to that person. Then, you know, there's Jim Harbaugh over there in college. For some odd reason, his name is being linked to the head coaching job here in Chicago. Somehow, some way, but it is. I don't know how and I don't know why, but, you know, I know he has roots in Chicago from way back when we used to play for us. But what is it, do you think... That Chicago needs, I would say, SG three. What do you think? Um, they don't need Harbaugh. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, um, honestly, man, if I if I was Chicago, one guy, one guy only, head coach Brian Flores. Case closed. That man, when he interviewed, you should not have even let him live the building. You should have just said, "Hey, just letting you know, we're doing this for media purposes." But you're signed. Here's a dotted line. Sign it. Go ahead. Put whatever you want. Look at what you did with Miami. Literally, tell me the talent Miami has, really. I'll wait. Oh, okay, cool. All you can tell me is Devontae Parker. All right, cool. So, <laughs> and, and, and the corner and the cornerback. Cool. Congratulate. And the, uh, the other cornerback, excuse me, the two cornerbacks. And then on top of that, uh, uh, Devontae Parker. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have yourself a good day. So, one more time. Mm-hmm. Listen, Brian Flores, you sign. We're going to have everyone else come in, but don't worry. The job's yours, buddy. Go ahead. Just go ahead and walk out. We start start looking at fields. Start looking at what you can do with him. Y'all don't believe me? Look at what that man did with Tua. That man made Tua basically great. For if you remember his first year, all oh, this kid's a bum. Oh, I can't believe. Look at look at the way the uh, Nick Saban quarterback plays. Mm-hmm. How come they didn't say the second season? Brian Flores. So if I was the Bears, sign Brian Flores. Don't worry about anybody else. Doug Peterson. Don't worry about, especially don't worry about Leslie Frazier or Todd Bowles. You don't believe me? Look at their look at their records. Leslie Frazier. What did he do when he was a uh, Vikings head coach? Oh yeah, nothing. Look at what Todd Bowles did with the Jets. Oh yeah, excuse me, losing records all basically what all four seasons that he had. Bye. Yeah. So again, listen. There is guys in the NFL. Actually, you know what? Even guys and ladies. But so far, just guys, because the guys have been head coaches. But I believe a lady one day will get a job out there as a head coach, and she will kick ass. I'll say that right now for my ladies out there. But right now, look, there is guys out there who, when they are head, when they're coordinators, they look phenomenal. They look fantastic. Don't believe me? Look at Todd Haley. Todd Haley when he was the Arizona yep. Cardinals offensive coordinator. Straight up, everyone's like, "Oh my goodness, this guy's just amazing." One day he's going to be a head coach. 
the game head coach with a bust. Why is that? Because some guys, some people can only focus on one thing. When you're a head coach, you have to focus on everything. Some people don't have that ability, don't have that talent. That's why it's like, look, you know what? There's a corner to do what you do best and let someone else just take up the ranks. If Todd Bowles gets hired, I'm done. Doug Peterson yeah. gets hired, I'm done. If if Leslie Frazier gets hired, I will boycott the Bears the rest of the time until that man is fired. So, <laughs> all I want is Brian Flores in Chicago. I don't want anyone else. I don't care. You can give me Mike Ditka. I want Brian Flores. All right. I want Brian Flores. You don't believe me? Look at his defensive stats as well. Look at his defensive stats, man. That man was putting on sometimes clinics with his with his defense. GM, uh, I like that they got the help that they got for the GM for the GM and coaching hunt. Um, uh, hold on, who did they get? Who did they get? They got some guy with a P. They got some guy with a P. What's this guy's name? Holler, no, Pullian, something. I forgot this guy's name. Brian, Brian Pullian. Brian Pullian, yep. Oh, excuse me, Bill Pullian. Bill Pullian. Bill Pullian. He is helping the Bears. Co- uh, he's helping the Bears um, with their with their with their uh, with the head GM coach them. and GM. Yep. Okay. Now, so. what? Um, with that being said, with that being said. If I would be, I'm not necessarily. I am. I'm just asking questions. in this case scenario, with that being said, me being a Chicago fan, why, why Brian Flores? Why? Let's put it this way. In the sense, because if we're so intact, we should get Brian Flores. Why was he let go of his previous job? I don't know why he was let go in Miami. That's the one thing everyone was surprised the fact that he got let go by Miami. Everyone's okay. like, why did he got to let go? Like, no one understands why he got let go. It's just all out of the blue. That was That's a dumb owner right there. That's what it is. It's a dumb owner. It's a dumb GM. Either the owner came up to the GM and said, look, dude, either he goes or you go. Take your pick. He said, all right, cool. Flores goes. But wow. look at what he has done, progressed into in coaching-wise. That man has shown – the man that shows that his team respects him when they play. The man shows that he could develop a young quarterback. We have a young quarterback. We have a defense that's aging that needs to do something now. Now. True. I will agree with you on that issue three. As a Chicago Bears fan, it needs to be done now. Now, this case scenario, speaking of that, now, defensive-wise, obviously we heard rumors early in the season, or not even heard rumors, but we heard Khalil Mack sold his home Manchin, here in Chicago, decided to reduce his thing to a condo. Is that already a, a red flag for Chicago saying, listen, if you don't get the right staff this year, I'm out and we'll be requesting a trade? Do you think that's that's something to come up very shortly after all this drama that happens with the coaching and the GM positions? Look where it um... – Look at where he got his condo, though. That's what I'm like, eh. He got the condo right by the lake. Oh, okay. Like, right by Lake Shore Drive? Mm-hmm. Like, that, like, those condos right there? Yeah, that condo, I think, was like gotcha. $3 million. Believe okay. me, he, he was like, you know what? Home, condo, it's right by the stadium. I'm cool. <laughs> I think at this point, we look, gotcha. I think at this point, Due to the Bears starting, like, out, I think he's, like, looking at, okay, cool. Am I going to be here for when they build? And when if they build, let me start looking into the, let me start looking into the area. But on top of that, he is, if you think about it, it's like the Lakeshore Drive condo to Soldier Field is how far? Not far at all. But if you're coming from, like, Lake Forest to here, and, again, I don't know his personal life. I don't know anything like, like that about Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. But maybe he's like, look, dude, you know what? I, I spend a little bit more time sleeping or I don't have to take public transportation. Like I could take my own car, whatever. And if I take my car, I right. don't have to wake up at wee hours in the morning to True. make practice at 10 a.m. because it's a soldier field. Yeah. Because Lord knows we have one of the worst highways. Mm-hmm. In the country. 
That is true. I agree with you on that one. Now, actually, so, real quick. That's why, like, I'm not, I'm not worried. Oh. I'll be honest with you. I'm more, I'm not worried about that at all. That's good. That's good. Now, uh, uh, quick question on this point. I'm just reading this article right now from the Atlantic and Athletic. Sorry. And what they're thinking. This is a, a case scenario for some odd reason. And they stated from a from a roster construction standpoint, Chicago is a very desirable location. If you ask me, including the fact that you could possibly trade fields. So the no. idea the idea for them to trade fields supposedly is because you could construct a likable team going forward for a new coach and a new GM. Is that something that you would even consider at all whatsoever being a Chicago head coach or GM? Nope. If I was a Chicago coach or GM, I would want to keep Justin Fields. I would too. I, I especially agree because, you. especially because at this point, it's he's the future. Who are you going to get right now as a quarterback? Hey, nobody. Russell Wilson is past. Russell Wilson is past his prime. Yep. Um, Aaron Rodgers probably has one, two years left in him. Who knows? I mean, at this point, it's. If I was them, if I come here, it's, look, guys, we're going to really work, focus on offensive line. Mm -hmm. That's our number one focus coming into the season. If we pick up another wide receiver to compliment Allen Robinson, we'll go ahead and do that. But at this point, though, it's just, on top of that, the Bears have a $43 million uh, salary cap, aside from that. But Mm -hmm. it's at this point where you got to just sit down and say, okay, this kid is good. This kid's special. Like I said before, he showed a lot of special moments this season. Agreed. It is special. He can develop very, very well. If you want to trade him, that's stupid in my opinion because you are now left with Andy Dalton mm-hmm. and Nick Foles. And both of them are free agents. Keep the kid. Yeah. Right. Keep the kid in the simple. I agree. Don't let him go. He has good potential. Give him the right system and the right court and the right coach to go with it and the Put right game place. Put him a offensive before. line. Yeah, too. Uh, yes, it's the fact that you got to focus on your offensive line, which has technically always been our Chicago Chicago's key factor. But for some reason, they always want to look outside the offensive line or defensive line and decide to grab some other players outside to complement her. Defensive Just, line is stacked, dude. They are good it, on defensive line. Ugh, I just a headache. I get a headache with these guys. I don't understand it. Trust I don't me. get it. I do too. Yeah. All right, SG3. Anything else? Shoot. Oh, go ahead. That's the last thing I'm going to add. Cornerback. Cornerback yes. for the Bears. We need one more cornerback and at least one safety. And then, believe me, we're good on everything else. But go ahead, man. I'm sorry. No, yeah. No, I agree with you. Actually, to chime in on that, I agree with you on that point, too. You need to give Jalen Johnson, who's who's been seemingly this past season, handle himself. But... I don't think they should have let go of Fuller that fast. Fuller should have got one more year to help out Johnson in order to draft the proper cornerback, you know, someone else to compliment Johnson. And same thing for freaking Jackson. Why the hell did we let go of Amos? Amos was a great complimentary player to Eddie Jackson. Makes no sense at all. Because ever since Amos left the Chicago Bears, you can see how Jackson's been left all there by herself, and that whole, you know, all pro defensive back, it's been diminishing. Definitely this year. He was very questionable. He wasn't himself. It, he was a big key on some of the factors of why they lost in the sense of you dropped coverage. You should have been where you were supposed to be at. You weren't there, and you got to look at who that person was, Eddie Jackson. And, yes, he can't do it all by himself, but there you go. He cannot. So give him some help. Put some people out there to help him out. Yeah. You're giving him nobody for him to count on on the on this as his partner on the side. So that's just my thing. My success on that one. All right, SG three. So anything else for the fans to end this rejects in the booth? This good special we had with you today of uh, your return. So far, man, the only thing I know also going to say is UFC, pay your fighters. Oh, yeah. Heavyweight champion just brought out his, your, your heavyweight champion just said himself, I will no longer fight for 500 or 600,000. Mm-hmm. And yet, 
Dana White has said to him himself, oh, dude, I pay my guys one hundred or a million dollars and some odd. No, you don't. You're on fire. They just said it. I get it. Taxes and everything do come into play. But at the same time, it's like, yo, I should tell you something. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> any final goodbyes? Any final saying. things, bro? Yeah, man, for everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to my rants. Even though I talk faster sometimes than lightning, I appreciate y'all each and every single one of y'all for listening, tuning in. <laughs> thank you for being patient with my return. I plan on being on here every single week. To everyone else who listens to the wrestling show, I will go ahead and defend my, you know, because I oh, am oh, reigning, oh. defending, yeah, yeah. Oh, undisputed champion. Why? Why? You know, because I took it from somebody on this phone, on this phone call. I'm about actually about to go over here. Wow. This guy. Just wait. Just wait until the rumble comes on. We got to do our votes. We got to put day out there, okay? So get ready. It's not going, it's not going on anywhere. Staying home with daddy. That's all I'm going to say. silly. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. All right, SG3. I want to say, y'all, I love y'all very, very much. Have mm-hmm. a good night. Tony the kid, take it home, man. Very good. Appreciate you, SG3, for coming on board, man. What's one heck of a show. As always, you Reject fans, thank you for tuning in with us on this Reject Runout podcast with Rejects in the Booth edition. It's been awesome, fantastic. NFL's been going nuts this playoff season, so please tune in this Saturday and Sunday to watch your favorite team play. As always, we're going to chime in a little bit about the games that came in on board, and we'll get to see what happens with the Chicago Bears, of course, going out this past week, you know, see who they pick up. But I have to agree with SG3 on the sense of his Flores pick. So hopefully they listen, they pay attention, and they understand the needs of what we need here in Chicago. So, but as always, guys, take care, be safe. Remember to stay clear of this whole COVID and all that good stuff, and make sure you guys stay home if you guys don't feel good, but also keep everyone safe at home. But as always, peace out.